Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, I have some more news and some progress on the uh, new solar system that I just installed. Um, I'm still kind of going through the process, but majority of it has been installed. Um, all the bat batteries are connected, the inverters are running. Um, I ran on the new system last night. And um, today I was finalizing a couple other things. I'm still not done. There's some, you know, cleaning up of wires and um, a breaker panel I still need to um, um, deal with. Um, but it's all up and running. Uh, I actually just got done um, cleaning my solar panels. So I was getting, let's just put it like this. Um, because I'm starting new, right, with a new system. And I want to make sure everything is working top notch. So I went on top the hill over here where the solar panels are located. And I looked on top and I could see a layer of dirt on all my solar panels. So I took uh, my wa um, you know, some water and a uh, brush and I went ahead and cleaned off all the solar panels. And as soon as I cleaned them off and I went to go check on the solar system, I gained 400 extra watts just by cleaning the solar panels. 400 because I took the reading right before I cleaned it and it literally took me maybe 15, 10, 15 minutes to clean it because mine is a ground mount and um, so it's pretty easy to get to. Um, so it was really quick and I could instantly see the, the change in the solar panel production. So uh, a tip and advice here, if you guys haven't cleaned your solar panels, go out there and clean them. Um, if they're on the roof, you know, get a ladder, get up there and scrub them down. You paid good money for your system. You paid good money for your solar panels to generate energy for you. Clean them. Um, I normally clean my panels every six months. Um, but sometimes more often if there's a lot of dirt. Because like when I'm doing groundwork with my skid stir and stuff, I'm stirring up a lot of dirt. Um, and so if that's the case, then I'll go ahead and clean it a little bit more often. Um, but if, I, if, if I'm not stirring up a lot of dirt and it's just sitting out there naturally... Um, probably every six months, I'll actually go out there and wash the panels. Um, and that makes a difference. Believe me, it really does. So wash your panels, guys. Um, and I also just got done installing uh, the wind turbine solar. Okay, so the midnight solar charge controller was the only charge controller that I did not sell when I sold my, my whole system, my old system, the Tesla system. Um, I kept it because I needed a charge controller that would work with my wind turbine, right? And so that was the Midnight Solar 200. That's the model I actually used for my wind turbine. Um, and it works great. Um, so when I got rid of it, ready to sell my system, I decided to keep it. And I'm glad I did. Um, and I just got done mount, mounting it to the wall, um, running brand new battery cables, um, and basically hooking it up to the bridge rectifier and then I had to change the settings inside of the uh, the Midnight Solar Charge Controller um, for the new batteries. Um, and yeah, it's up and running. Um, so I'm really happy. Uh, it's not that windy today, um, surprisingly. Um, the maximum I've seen come out so far was about 36 watts. And as of right now, it's not even, not even spinning because there's no wind. So there was barely any wind today. Um, but it was just enough for me to verify that it was working. So I'm glad it, it had a little bit of breeze um, for me to verify, you know, it was working and everything. Um, I also installed Anderson connections on the um, 
um, battery cables coming from the midnight solar charge controller to the batteries itself. That way, if I want to disconnect them really quick, I can do that. Um, and yes, it's, it's a really nice connection. So I really like those Anderson connections. Um, so yeah, we have the wind turbine installed, programmed, up and running. Um, the midnight solar charge controller is a solar charge controller or a um, wind turbine so, um, charge controller or a hydro charge controller. So in the settings, you can pick which one you want it to be. Um, so considering my new system has an all-in-one um, system, it's an inverter and it's a solar charge controller all built in, I'm hooking only my solar panels directly up to that unit because it's not technically made to receive um, a wind turbine power coming in. But that's okay because that's why I have the Midnight Solar 200 um, controller. And that's what I have the wind turbine running through too. So now it's all wired up and good to go. Um, the installation in there is looking really nice. Um, I still need to add um, two, um, sorry, not two, um, one more set of Anderson connections for the four-aught cable. That's four zeros on the cable. Um, so that way, if I ever need to disconnect the system pretty quick, I have all these, um, you know, Anderson connections that I can easily disconnect. Um, because I need to plan for the future. If we ever have another weird big fire out here and, my, and it threatens our property, um, you know, I need to be able to, um, you know, disconnect things. And so um, adding these Anderson connections is going to make things really easy. So that way, if a fire comes, I just go over there and disconnect the Anderson connections really quick. And essentially, the systems are dis disconnected already. <laughs> you know, so I have a Anderson connection for the wind turbine battery cables. I have a, um, I'm going to install the 4-aught Anderson connection for the um, battery cable going from the batteries to the new inverter. And um, that's pretty much it. It's, there's nothing, no, there's no other wiring really because all the batteries are sitting in a racking system and on the left and right side is these bus bars that run vertically on left and right. And so all the batteries are wired together and they're all secured into this rack system and the racking system has wheels. So if there was a fire and I need to remove my equipment pretty quick, all I have to do is disconnect the Anderson connections, wheel over the cabinet to the door and I can use my skidster to basically lift up the whole battery racking system and put it in the back of my truck or on the back of my um, trailer. Uh, and then the, so I'm sorry, the wind turbine charge controller, same thing. I can disconnect the disconnection and there's literally only three screws holding, no, two screws, two screws holding on that charge controller to the wall. Uh, the only thing that would take a little bit of time to remove is the actual new inverter because it's 165 pounds. But what I did was I left my pulleys on the wall. That way, if there's ever an issue where I just I have to remove the inverter for whatever reason, well, my pulleys are still there and I'm gonna leave them there. That way, all I gotta do is just hook up my rope real quick and I can easily lower it to the ground and we can you know load it up in the truck or the trailer or whatever I need to do. And then this way, basically, I'm able to save, you know, a majority of my assets as far as the solar system and all that's concerned. The only thing I would not be removing would be the solar panels themselves. But the solar panels are actually um, ground mounted, but they're actually mounted. I think the lowest panel closest to the ground is about 
let's see, five, six, seven, maybe seven or seven or eight feet off the ground. And then the tallest one is probably almost like, uh, let's see, maybe 12 feet, about 12 feet off the ground. Um, so, you know, out here where we live, we have really short grass. And so when a fire does come, it, it burns quick because a lot of the grass is dry and it burns really fast. But considering the panels are sitting so high off the ground, um, you know, I'm not too concerned about it. But at the same time, if there's a fire coming through, at least I'm able to save my battery, save my um, new inverter, and save the wind turbine um, charge controller itself. Because those are some of the bigger ticket items. And so, yes, I'm super happy. I'm going to be able to just disconnect them, wheel them to the door, and load it into the back of the truck pretty quick now. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, now, as far as the wind turbine and the solar panels were pretty much the only things that would stay here if a fire came by. Um, now, if I had a lot of time and the fire was traveling extremely slow, um, then I might be able to remove the wind turbine and the solar panels. But that's a lot of work to remove all the solar panels. Um, but like I said, they're sitting really far off the ground. So... Um, and it's, you know, normally windy out here. Like today is a good example of when it's not windy. Um, but normally it is just whipping wind. And so even if we had a wildfire and it was really windy, the heat is not going straight up. It's going sideways, right? And it's all galvanized steel poles in the ground. So, you know, it doesn't matter. It can burn right around it and it won't, won't cause any damage. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at on that. I'm just trying to make it a little bit easier in the future if we ever have an issue where I, if I have to remove any of the components, you know, they're easy to remove at least and I can save them. So, um, so yeah, uh, I just need to tidy up in the room. Um, oh, I also rewired all my solar panels. So before I had all my panels, every three panels were wired in series and I have a total of 12 panels currently. So with that said... Um, the reason I had to do that was because of the old system I had. I had an Outback Flex Max 80, which the maximum I could pump into it was 150 volts. Um, and obviously, you don't want to get at that exact number, right? You want to be a little bit lower. Um, but still, um, I had to wire all my panels um, in threes and then run all the series wires down to a combiner box to parallel them all down. And then I had a um, one ot cable running from the combiner box to um, the actual um, charge controller and everything. Um, so I was able to get rid of that big thick cable and I was also able to rewire all my panels. So now I have six panels wired in series. Um, so I have two sets of them. They come down into a combiner box to combine them and then it goes into the first set of PV input on my inverter um, because there's two sets and I'm going to be adding another 7,000 watts to this current system of solar panels and so yeah it gives you the option of um, you know you can select you know you can put you know a couple strings of panels into the actual um, inverter itself so yeah that's a pretty big deal let me tell you though the difference between wiring a lot of panels in series Compared to wiring, you know, say two or three or four at a time in series and then paralleling them down. It is way faster, way easier and way cheaper to be able to string more panels together in series. 
So yeah, when I went out there, cause I had a wiring mess and I was like, Oh no, I'm going to dive into this part now. Right. And I'm, and I'm starting. So what I did was I just disconnected all the panels. I disconnected all my wires and I had a bunch of extra wires that I didn't need anymore. So I consolidated those, got those out of the way. So it's not a mess anymore. And then basically there's only a positive, one positive and one negative coming off the total six panels because they're all stringed together. So makes the installation really simple and, and straightforward. So, um, so if you guys are looking for, uh, you know, solar charge controllers or an all in one system, um, consider looking at the maximum PV input that you're allowed to put through the system. The higher the number, the better. Um, there is some systems out there that can take in 500 volts of solar. 500. Um, in fact, some of the other grow watt inverters, um, some of like, the, I think the 3000 watts and the 5000 watt models um, from Signature Solar, um, you can actually um, wire up, I think, anywhere between 250 to 5000 volts of solar. <clears throat> so that's pretty nice because you can you can do quite a bit with that quite a bit sorry guys i got a piece of metal stuck in my foot and i'm trying to i'm trying to get it out <laughs> and i got it out <laughs> had to use tweezers to pull that piece of metal out of my foot so um yeah look for a um what do you call it? A uh, solar charge controller that allows you to add um, quite a bit of um, panels in series. Because think about it like this: if you was to get the grow watt ver grow watt inverter all in one, they have different models, right? They have twelve volt, twenty four, forty eight, and then they also have different wattages that it can it can it can pump out. You know, three thousand, five thousand, six thousand, eight thousand, and twelve thousand. So I believe, I think it's either the 3,000 or the 5,000 watt models. Um, yeah, you can wire a ton of panels, a ton. Uh, that's the one thing I wish that the current inverter I purchased, um, it's a 12,000 watt inverter and 36,000 watt peak um, output. Um, and it's a 245, or, yeah, it's 245 um, volts maximum from the PV array. If they would have added the 500 volt feature, then I could have wired easily all of my solar panels in series, all connected together, and I would still only have a one positive and one negative coming off the line, going directly to the inverter. So that's really nice. So look around, guys. If you guys are shopping around, I'm not promoting Grow Watt by any means. I'm just stating what they offer and what I have. Um, but, you know, there's other systems out there, right? Um, all kinds of different brands out there. And their input voltage from solar varies. So that's a very important, uh, important um, point that you need to look at and consider when you're actually, um, you know, considering buying something. Because the more panels you can wire in series, the better off it's going to be. That's just total less wires you're going to have to run and buy and install and, you know, all of that. So... Yeah, definitely look for something like that. Uh, and then also the um, inverter itself, the the maximum power out, um, output. So like mine is um, 12,000 continuous and peaks of 36,000. You want to make sure you get an inverter that's going to be big enough for what you need it for. 
So if you're if you do your um, energy consumption um, breakdown of your home of how much everything is using when it's all on at one time per se, um, that'll give you guys a roundabout idea of what kind of inverter size you're gonna need, right? So let's just, here's an example. Let's say um, the maximum amount of power my home uses, for an example, um, or your home, um, uses 5,000 watts. And they sell 5,000 watt inverters. The problem is, is that you're gonna be undersized on the inverter. You wanna go above that. So try to find at least a 6,000 or an 8,000 watt inverter or bigger. If you can afford to buy a bigger one, buy a bigger one. Because then that means you have a lot of buffer, right? Think about the future. Are you going to be adding more stuff to your home? Are you going to be adding ACs and dryers and, you know, deep freezes and, you know, all these things? You want to start accounting for that as soon as possible. And if you find yourself that you're going to be adding these things, then try to go for the bigger one that you can get, you know, that you can afford, um, that way you have room to grow into that um, actual inverter itself. So that's a you know important um, point as well. Because if you're using about 5,000 and you buy a 6,000 watt inverter and you're not going to be adding anything else, then that might be okay for you. But if you plan on adding anything else to your system, yeah, go with an 8,000 or 10,000 or 12,000 watt inverter minimum. Um, and then that way you never have to worry, you know. Now, will I ever be using 12,000 watts of power at my house all at one time? No. Uh, I'll get up there, but I won't get close to the 12,000. My hot water heater, um, I rewired it today as well. I had it actually wired as a 120-volt hot water heater, but I rewired it back to 220-volt because I have my new system, and so it can easily pump out that power, no problem. And so... Um, I actually ran my hot water heater today already off the new system and it works perfect. And it was pulling 4,000, I think 4,600 or 4,800 watts. Just that. Now, let's say that I have an, a split AC unit. Well, that consumes anywhere between 800 to say 1,500 watts. So now you can see how things can start stacking up, right? Um, and then let's say you have a dryer that's going to, you're going to turn a dryer on at the exact same time. Right. Well, that's a 30 amp draw right there. Right. At 220 volts. So, you know, you can start stacking up on the power you're using pretty quick. You know, the other thing is, too, that if you don't want to if you can't afford the bigger inverters, um, what you can do is just make sure that you, um, you know, you you kind of schedule things a certain way. So like if you need to heat your hot water, heat your hot water by itself and just run some lights and, you know, your TVs and stuff. Uh, and then get the hot water hot and then switch on the next, you know, next big load after the hot water is done, you know, turn that off. And now you can switch on maybe your dryer. So that's another way of getting away with a smaller, you know, inverter. Um, but at the same time, if you do want to run multiple of these bigger loads at the same time, you're going to need a bigger inverter. So just, you know, food for thought there. So my impressions so far on this new system, I've literally spent hours and hours out there in the power shed um, going through all the settings, going through the wiring, rewiring everything. Getting, I also installed all brand new wiring to top it off. Um, and my impressions of the system, I love it. I love it. I love it so much that I am thinking about buying two more systems. Now, I have a grid tie um, system on my other home, um, and I'm considering putting 
um, the same system that I have on my off-grid home on my grid tie system at my other home. So I am considering doing that. Uh, and then also my mother, um, she has a small little like off-grid cabin trailer thing. Um, and um, recently there was an issue that happened. I'm going to cover that in another podcast. And so now we're going to be upgrading her 12 volt system to basically a 12, I mean, 20, sorry, 48 volt system. And we're going to be putting, you know, similar equipment to what I have, but not as big. So not, not the 12,000 watt inverter. We're probably going to put a 5,000 or 6,000 watt inverter on, but from the same company. Uh, and then we're probably only going to put maybe one or two of the, um, EG4 batteries on her system. And then we're going to be adding way more solar panels. Uh, and then we're also going to be adding a um, electric 30-gallon hot water heater um, to that system. So that's kind of why we're kind of going to upgrade everything. So it looks like we're going to be ordering more stuff. Um, I'm also bringing in more panels, more solar panels, higher wattage panels, 445-watt panels. Um, I'm going to be adding another 9 to my system, and that'll give me 7,000 exactly, or actually a little over. Um, and then I'm going to be adding, I believe, anywhere between 5 to 10 panels um, to my mother's existing system that we have set up for her. Um, as of right now, there's about, I think, 1,200 or 1,800 watts of solar on her current setup. But we're going to be adding to it. Um, that way we can make up the difference for the electric hot water heater that we're going to be installing for her. So... Yes, we will be buying more stuff, and we're going to be installing more stuff. So I'm super, super excited um, to start all those projects as well. So anyway, guys, the new system is working really good, flawless, no issues. And I've been pushing some big loads on it today, like the hot water heater, the microwaves all at once, the, the one-horsepower water pump. You know, I'm just working the system to see if there's any, any things that's going to pop up or any limitations. And no. There is no limitations. Let me tell you, it just powers away. It's a beast. So I think I'm going to be good for the future for a while at least. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys on the next one.